Disclaimer. This content is intended for mature audiences only. It can contain strong language, sexual references, and mention of violence. Listener discretion is advised. I know, I know that's not the usual spot where I put the disclaimer, but I didn't know where to put it today, so... I guess no one will be offended if it's been put it, like, at the beginning, so... Out of the way, no one will complain, and we can crack on. Hi everyone! So, TV series, dramas, the more the episodes, the merrier. Don't we love them? We sure do. Then, why the fuck are you still questioning yourself about why the fuck you should give Yusa's work a chance? Yusa is basically the director of the best BL dramas we can find around at the moment, like it's virtually impossible to read them only once and feel satisfied. Now, I know it does sound a bit strange, and before you call the emergency number on me and put me in the loony bin, let me explain what I mean, because you know me, I am a bit distorted, but I know where I'm going, so hear me out. So, you know that we can all recognize every artist by their own personal style, which does apply no matter how many stories and characters they create. Well, with Yusa, we do have indeed a change of setting and plot every time, and every time it gets juicier and better, let's underline that. However, the characters stay exactly the same. And I'm not talking about hair and clothing, not even like the quality. The quality, of course, every artist, they get better with time, but I'm talking about body and facial features. <laughs> We're off to a great start, my dear fellows. So, I was saying, body and facial features, they never change. It is so impressive, after three webtoons, it's basically like seeing an old friend for me. Hence why I said Yusa is a director. They have their favourite actors, which will be used forever for every story. And, you know what? Maybe some of you are mad about it, but... I'm not, I'm not mad at all. On the contrary, I'm now fully invested in discovering how many adventures all the actors will leave, how many jobs they will get. I mean, we're at this point now. The boys, the boys, they will get another job after Where the Wind Stays? We will find out soon, hopefully. Well, not really hopefully, because I want it to last a bit. Anyways, <sighs> let's dive into them together, shall we? Before I completely derail, as per usual. So, for your year's delight only, DMB Season 1, special episode number 2, and very last episode of the very first section of this post. of the very first season of this podcast. From To Take an Enemy's Art to Where the Wind Stays, aka 10 Things I Love About Yusa. I mean, I'm not too sure if there are gonna be 10 or less, but if you got the pun, congratulations, you're a dinosaur just like me. And because I'm a dinosaur, my habits are hard to die. And there you have it. The jingle for the very last time of the very first season in 3, 2, 1. <laughs> and this is the moment where the jingle should be. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, this jingle. It's amazing. Best thing in the world. And we have yet again another special app in Three, two, one. Okay, let me rehydrate the circuits because here in London it's boiling and my brain is melting and then we can crack on. Excuse me. 
there we go. Let's start. Let's put the show on the road. Now, it would be fair for me to start by talking about To Take an Enemy's Art, since it was the first time I fell in love with Yuza, and it's the first title I've put in the title. No pun intended. However, since it's kind of a sexual historical slash fantasy universe, just like Where the Wind Stays, I'll put those two together and I'll start with my favorite one. So grab your tissues and fasten your seatbelts because we are diving into that jewel that is a good day to go crazy. And I'm telling you, you are in for a treat. And why do I think it's a treat? Well, if you read it, you know perfectly well that there is no limit for the love we'll get to feel for the boys. I mean, the way they go from entitled brats to mature people capable to overcome and solve their past issues and trauma and coronating everything with an healthy, let's underline that please, because it hardly ever happens, healthy and caring and loving relationship, it's incredible. And it only took 56 chapters. Good job, guys. Good job, you guys. A round of applause. And I'm getting too excited and too far ahead, so let's go back for a bit. A good day to go crazy. A good day to go crazy is the crazy, beautiful, out-of-the-ordinary story of how Hezaos and Hoso's destiny intertwined and became one forever. And how did it all happen? Well, it all started one night. Just an ordinary rainy night, when Hoso received a phone call for a job. The details for the job? Taking care of a certain something. A very flashy, fragile, problematic something. And alas... That something is none other than Esau, an idol running away from the trauma caused by the abandonment of his biological mother, an evil woman who came back from the grave, for lack of better words, solely with the purpose of getting money from her son. Fucking bitch. I hate her. She's such a disgusting woman. Anyways, the situation needs to be dealt with, and what I said seconds ago apparently is the best solution offered. I should point out that I said best, not easiest, since at the beginning it, fe huh, at the beginning it feels like the forced domestic partnership will be nothing but an utter disaster, with two people living lives on a different ends of the rope with nothing in common whatsoever. But you know it by now, love can blossom in the most unexpected places, and sometimes it is fair to say that we do find comfort in people we never expected would understand us. Don't think that's the end, and they lived happily ever after. Oh no, 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 my humble Grunax. You see, it's not as simple as that. Don't panic, don't panic, the boys will get the happiest of endings, but before that, it's gonna be a shitty climb. Literally, full of shit and steep and slippery. Because you see, if there are emotional traumas and unsolved business is business, 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 in between, there cannot be a healthy relationship, period. That applies to real life as well. I'm sorry if I ruined your castle, but that's how it goes. Now, we were talking about unsolved, unfinished business, whatever you want to call them. Now, for Hoso, it will be all that what was left unsaid between him and his somewhat abusive... Can I speak today? I really doubt that. But bear with me, you guys. It's 23 degrees. I had a shitty day at work, so... I mean, it is a miracle that I'm here, sitting down, talking, and somewhat, I mean, I'm kind of doing the job the right way, but yeah, don't expect too much from me. 
as I was saying, um, it's going to be all that's left unsaid between Hozu and his somewhat abusive adoptive mother. And for those of you who don't know, uh, well, she basically, I'm not going to explain all the details because you should read the webtoon and you will find out. But anyway, she basically guilt-tripped the poor boy for all his life and forced him to abandon his studies in order to go to work and basically send her and his little sister money for the hospital bills. And on the other hand, for Ezao, as we were saying before, and to be fair, very similar situation to Hozu as well, even though it's a bit different, it's basically the... How can you say that? It's basically the different face of the same coin. Whatever. But yeah, it's gonna be solving the relationship and cut the ties with his mother who never cared about him. And well, in the meantime, he has to try to save the relationship with his younger brother as well, which is not gonna be easy again. But yeah, that's all the shit that they have to go through. As I said, it's not gonna be roses and chocolate from the beginning but as the saying goes holds hand what ends well and birds of a feather flock together or in our case hozo and hezao two faces of the same coin will find their strength and happiness by realizing that they are not so different after all and that it's okay to show your wounds to a person that's worth your trust and now honeymoon wedding and plenty of sex I'm serious, that's exactly what happens. Maybe not in that particular order, or maybe yes, I don't remember. Anyways, I can never get enough of, the, of their story. I read it, I think, three times already, and the fourth is probably on the way. I can't help it, I can't. And it's not for the story per se. I mean, Superstar falls in love with Common Boy, we have a million of those out there. But the way it's told and structured, it's so relatable. You can't help but immerse yourself in everything and root for those two. Personally, I am invested. <laughs> I am so invested that now I call them my boys and my babies, even though I'm not the author. And I, sh and I shouldn't call them my boys, but they are. They are. They are my boys. And when I reach a certain chapter or certain chapters, I bowl as if it was the first time I was reading it. It is beautiful. Period. That's it. It is beautiful. Go read it. If you haven't read it already, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go. Go. You have my blessings. And petals are falling all around. And now, before I derail even more than what I've derailed already, and I start describing every single sex scene in the webtoon, you know me, I could be capable of that, but I'm not gonna do it. I'll just take a deep breath, a little bit of a vape, you guys, because you're all daunty here, she needs that. And now, deep breath, and let's her talk about to take an enemy's heart and where the wind stays. Because they do have a few things in common, it's only fair and square to put them together. Starting with mm, to take an enemy's heart, a title that strangely enough describes perfectly all we need to know about this webtoon, no more no less. And I should stop here, but you know what? Let's dive into it. So, to take an enemy's art. Set in an, in an imaginary kingdom fairly similar to the 13th century's Persian Empire, it is the story of two sworn enemies that, by the irony of destiny, as per usual, because we know destiny is the key, the essential key of it all. So, by the irony of destiny, will become what? Drumroll. Anyone in the room? Lovers, of course. 
For better words, Kassan is believed to be the sole survivor of the Arskun clan, slaughtered for vengeance by Egan, or Igen, but let's just say Egan because it feels better in my mouth, a ruthless and beguiling ruler who decides to bring Kassan into his palace and make him his personal fuckboy, with a bit of starving, exploiting and beating up in the background. Of course, this doesn't stop Kassan to start falling in love with his cruel master, and that guy's is called Stockholm Syndrome, if I do remember correctly, and it's a pathology. But anyway, Kassan starts falling in love with Egan, and on the other end, Egan will realize that maybe it's not hate after all, the one that he feels for his new acquired toy. And at this point, everything would and should be good and dandy, except that Kassan's brother, the utter bastard, for lack of better words, is alive, well, and thirsty for vengeance. Put that in the mix, a suspicious emperor, wars left unsaid, a few conspiracies here and there, and as you can imagine, once again, we will have to sweat buckets to get our happy endings. But don't worry, as in every fairy tale that lives up to its name, it'll be a perfect one. It only takes 64 chapters and a few cliffhangers here and there, but as we say, no pain, no gain, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Whatever. And from one imaginary kingdom to the other, here we have our last webtoon for today and Yusa's most recent work, which is Where the Wind Stays, with 40 chapters out and in hopes there will be a hundred more. That's the level of obs obsession and investment on my part at the moment. You know me by now? When I feel, I feel hard. And that wasn't a quote from Fifty Shades of Grey. I do promise that film is utter shite. Don't watch it. Anyways, let's move on from ancient Persia to ancient China to find young Prince Tazara. Why am I talking <coughs> like a vaudevillian actor? That doesn't suit me at all. Anyway, young Prince Tazara, the last heir of a cursed bloodline, who in order to break this ancient curse is destined to die. Die. <sighs> However, a palace servant and a very yummy haughty named Nara is enlisted to be the one to carry the execution when the time comes. Well, not exactly enlisted. To, to be fair, he is blackmailed, but let's not talk about that because I can really get worked up and start saying bad words about his uncle and his family and whatever. So I'll just shut my mouth. So he is the one enlisted to carry the execution, whatever you want to call it. Except that, of course... Nara starts developing a soft spot for the cursed prince, and after almost poisoning him by mistake, well, Nara is desperate to right his wrongs. And did I perchance mention that Tazara's curse involves the fact that he somewhat has a case of split personality and that the personality that comes out at night will entangle Alashivis and forbidden relationship with Nara? Did I forget that? Well, anyways, that will get in the way as well, and of course, add love to the recipe and it's only the beginning of the disaster now with all the cards on the table and the poison as well and the palace shit whatever happens in the palace there's a lot happening in the fucking palace with priests uh, conjurers emperors countrymen lovers hear me out and that is shakespeare and we're going out of theme again so with all the cards on the table will nara carry on his original mission or will he go above and beyond in order to earn his beloved Tazara's forgiveness? 
I don't want to give anyone's false hopes, but it does look like the latter to me. But you do you, your personal opinion is always important and valid, of course. But considering that with use everything ends with the best scenario possible every time, I hope this will be the case as well for each and every character in this story. I'm already rooting for those two, as you can hear in, from my very puppy excited voice, and I'd probably be utterly devastated if anything happened to any of them. So, yeah, I want that happy ending, please. Let's pray the happy ending will happen. Let's do the happy ending dance all together. But yeah, it will happen. I'm gonna think positive, I'm not gonna start saying something that I will regret. And I'm gonna completely change subject, you know? Because I wanna change sub subject for a second here. Because we have to say that the detailing of this webtoon is unreal. From the architecture of the backgrounds, Tazaro statues, the coloring, I am speechless. I cannot imagine the patience you have to master to do something like that. Well, basically, I guess because my patience is below zero and I would give up after a week, but I mean, that's me, there's a whole nother story and kudos to you webtoon artists because you guys, you do a hell of a job and you basically sacrifice your life to deliver us all of these. So thank you guys, you are brilliant, you are amazing. So, in conclusion, what did we learn about Yuza and what do we love about them? Or better, the title is 10 things I love about Yuza. So let's try and see if we can get all of these 10 things. Let's go. Number one, the coloring. I was saying that moments ago. I don't even know where to start with the praising because those colors are unreal. The detailing, the choice of palette, the, the, the shadowing, the, the, like, I don't even know what to say. I think about myself coloring. I am the shitest of shite, okay? And then I see this and I'm like, okay, I will never master the technique. I'll just crawl in my corner and die. It is phenomenal. Number two, the structure. It's no joke to say here that the author cracked the code. If you listen to me rambling like about the plots and everything, you could clearly see that the structure of the story follows the classical one of the fairy tales in each webtoon. You got the hero, the villain, the damsel in distress, or in this case, the the the, 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 the cavalier, <laughs> however you want to call him, the obstacles to overcome, and the happy ending. And I mean, who said that classical and vintage and old doesn't work? It applies to both modern and fantasy settings and it delivers every time. So kudos to that. Number three, the character's design. As I said already, you changed the costume, but no. <sighs> Will I finish without choking myself? I highly doubt that. So you changed the costumes, but not the actors. And to be fair, I can't wait to see what the boys will do after Where the Wind Stays. I said that already, but yeah, I am invested now. I'm a fan and yes, my actors are not exactly like living ones. They're, they're a bit two dimensionals, but I am invested. The boys are beautiful. They're good. They play the part amazingly. So yes, way to go boys. I am rooting for you. Number four, the settings. 
I am always mesmerized by how user can go from fantasy to slice of life to fantasy again without losing credibility or quality one bit better every time I mean as I said before as you know I mean we all know that an artist grows with their works but here oh my god oh my arm perfection number five the themes and I mean, call me a cheesy bitch, but I never say no to a good old friends become lovers and they will be together forever story. No ma'am. No ma'am. I am living for it. Number six. The love for their work. And let me explain that. Now, every time user writes an author's note, you can see how much invested and passionate about their work they are. It might be a trivial thing for you, but I adore an artist who shows you in every possible way the love and devotion they have for their for their own work and how much they appreciate the fans and how much they want the fans to like their work. I know, I know what you're gonna say. Oh yeah, they do appreciate us because we do pay their work. Well, it doesn't always happen. Let me tell you some naughty people here are not paying for... But anyway, I'm not gonna enter into that because that is not my place to say. But... It is important. I always appreciate somebody who recognizes the fact that the fans are there for them. Not everybody does that. Do remember that? Even in my job, not everybody appreciates all the sacrifices that you do. So remember that when somebody does, just praise them. Praise them and love them and cherish them. But again, let's go back. Number seven, the length. Now don't don't get me wrong, I do love me a long story, but when it drags too much, it gets a bit pointless and yeah, you kind of, of lose the sense of the story, but around 60 chapters, perfection. I mean, did user crack the code on, code on these again? Perhaps, perhaps, but for now, we got 56, we got 64, absolute, utter perfection. Number eight, the sex scenes. Do I really need to explain these to you? Really? And did you think I wouldn't put them there? Really? I mean, do you realize how perfect they are? Censorship. If that's the correct pronunciation, I'm not too sure about that. But censorship is aside, we finally see everything. And I mean everything. I've had enough of all that fluff and blushing and seen and not seen and whatever deliver us the smut, the sweat, the sticky, the dirty, we want it all. So thanks Yuza for being as pervy as we all are and understanding our needs and delivering because that's what we were waiting for. Thank you. Number nine, the love scenes. If In one hand we have the perfect steamy scenes, on the other we also have the perfect depiction of love confessions. I do not consider myself a softie but did I cry during those moments? Every fucking time. You should see me every time to Sarah calls Nara my Nara. I am not a splendid sight to see, but yeah, I don't care. Nobody sees me anyway, because I'm alone, so yay! And number 10, the depiction of trauma. Now, it's not that I'm a fan of traumas and mental, like, and depiction of mental stress in particular, but... I think we should praise the delicate and, gen and gentle way that these themes are dealt with in these webtoons. I think it's a first and important step in order to tear down the stigma around certain stuff. So, 
we should talk about them sure but it is way better if they are like talked about in a delicate way so that everybody can be comfortable around talking about certain stuff so yay kudos and there you have it 10 things i love about yusa i know you thought i'd never be able to find all of them 10 things but guess what i am a stubborn bitch i am and i delivered as usual and with this special help we mark the actual ending of the first season of dungeons and boys love i can see you all crying because you miss me already but fear not season two is already on the way just give me a couple of weeks to take a much needed break and i'll get back bolder better and hopefully with a fucking thing song thing song what the fuck was the thing theme song because hey we want to look professional here we do we actually do it doesn't feel like it but i, I assure you i do now i hope whoop, the vaping thing started on its own we are haunted in here you guys i hope you enjoyed your time with me today as usual by now my arse is literally molten on the chair because the humidity the humidity here it's unreal and it's haunting me and the uk and whatever i can't stand it anymore give me the like i want the winter back please and with this dreadful image of myself sweating buckets i do wish you a wonderful day night afternoon whatever that is in that part of the world where you find yourself at the moment drink your water you guys that is very important have plenty of sex in a safe way of course read a ton of bl tunes be good and i will see you in two weeks time i do hope you had a good time throughout the first season i know it wasn't perfect but as i always say i do try my best for you guys because i know we're not a lot but we are very passionate about this so for whoever gonna stay with me i'll see you in two weeks time i do appreciate and love you and your in your huh, how do you say undying support throughout all of this and yeah i don't want to get too cheesy because that's not in my style don't miss me too much okay okay because i i will miss you guys but yeah let's just pretend we're all very cold and rude and yeah let's not miss each other i'll come back or i'll be back <laughs>